Hello and welcome to Inspired, your grown-up girl talk. I'm Stacy Fleece with co-host Samantha Tredelius. Girl, how are you? Girl, I am here and I am ready and I am all dried out from our wild ass weather last night. I mean, I actually see shadows. I feel like the Poxitani Phil. Like there's shadows outside, but it's not, I'm not, do not be scared of them. But I feel like it's been a really long time since we've seen them. I know, I know. It's wild. Today's going to be fun. I'm super excited about our guest. Yeah, today, so we've we've talked to a lot of um, clean beauty type people in that in that world. You and I are big believers in it. Jeannie Darno, Beauty Heroes, we're big fans, followers. Um, but today's guest is uh, has got a really unique story of how you even got in this industry. So we have with us today Indy Lee, who's I think probably one of the most successful clean beauty people out there. Indy, your your product line is amazing. Your your adoption has been amazing. Um, and I like I I love your story. I hate your story, but I love your story. <laughs> Of how you even went from accountant to this. Like, I mean, that's a, it's not a normal move. No, no, it's definitely not linear. One would not expect it. Yeah. But let's, let's take it back a little bit uh, to back. Let's take it back to CPA days. Cause you, you know, you grew up in uh, East coast, New York, correct? Long yes. Island. Yep, and, I'm from the um, island of Long. I like to sound very fancy. The island of Long. I like that. <laughs> and, uh, you know, came from one of those families where you were going to be a doctor, lawyer, or an accountant. Yep, that was okay. basically it. My mom you said... You know a lot of people like that. So accountants seem like a good move for you. I was good at numbers. I fainted at blood. I really didn't think I had the patience to be a teacher, but I was always very adept at numbers. So apparently an accountant is what I became. And I was afraid to public speak. So there's no way lawyer was going to go in there. That's okay. So yeah, we narrow our choices that way. Yes. Um, and you did that for quite a few years. I did. I worked for Ernst & Young for about 19, 20 months, you know, got my CPA certification, did my time as an auditor, as they say. And then I went over to a little company called HBO. I had an amazing career there in their international finance division and got to travel all over the world with them. Then I went over to, the, to their domestic department after I had children and I realized I don't really like accounting. So I left and really got very involved with the farm to table movement and started to build school gardens and teach children the importance of what they're putting in their body. So it was really, it's kind of weird, but it actually, when you start to think of it now, it makes sense. Okay. She went from that, then she went into, you know, what she's putting in her body. And then I was diagnosed with rheumatoid arthritis in 2008, which is an autoimmune disease. And that really started my understanding of autoimmune diseases and my, it, the role it has in my life, which is pretty significant. And um, couldn't work in the greenhouse that I built. I have a 750 square foot greenhouse in my backyard. Come on. That's really good. It used to have a chandelier in it. Now it's not quite so bougie. It's probably falling apart. Like, oh, we need to put the chandelier back in. <laughs> and, you know, I love to garden. So I was doing that. I was doing the school gardens and really got involved with that. Then I had rheumatoid arthritis. I couldn't work in the greenhouse or the farm that I built. And it's like, oh my gosh, what am I going to do with all this calendula? And I had like 12 different varieties of lavender. My sister announced that she was pregnant. And I said, oh, I'm going to take ingredients and I'm going to make products for her. And for my nephew, who was about to be born, because I didn't want anything potentially harmful on his newborn tushy, because I knew 
that there was very little regulation in the US, right? I knew there, you know, you had to really be your own watchdog because of all the work that I was doing in the slow foods and in that kind of um, dietary area. So we're hypersensitive to newborn nephews skin and then we're slapping on probably yep. chemical-laden stuff on our own yeah, skin yeah. and not thinking twice about it. And, you know, it didn't dawn on me. Like, that that leap didn't, that, that. No, I think, there. oh, he's, not at all. I think, oh, he's got a, you know, comp- you know, he's got a newborn immune system. This is so important. We know that babies are born with a toxic load. I was like, oh, let me do this. I have all these ingredients. And then the universe decides you weren't listening. And everybody said, when I unveiled this at the baby shower, everybody said, oh my gosh, you need to create a line of clean products for babies. And I'm like, really? I mean, it was 2008. <laughs> clean beauty was not really on the scene. And I'm like, mm, no, I don't think so. I build, I build farm to table gardens. Are you kidding me? Like, <laughs> I'm very busy. Yeah, I'm like, I don't have time for this. I so, I was like, I don't really think of my mom. So funny. My mom thought I would be like Diane Keaton and Baby Boom. And I would have this business of baby skincare. And I'm like, love it. Yeah. No, mom. And the universe said, you're not listening. And I started to lose vision out of my eye. And I went to the doctor on November 4th, 2008. And um, said, immediately, you need to go for an MRI. And 45 minutes after the scan, he called to say, you need to come in. And I was like, well, tell me what it is. And he said, come in. I said, not until you tell me. And he said, okay, you have a brain tumor. I said, I'll see you in 15 minutes. And that was the day that changed my life. You know, I've always referenced that having my children has been the highlight of my life and they're my proudest accomplishments, but that was the most impactful day of my life. And Um, I want to pause there. And I know this is, this eventually leads to what you're doing now, but this, like, I, this is fascinating to me. So he tells you you have a brain tumor, you drive in and he tells you, you may have six months, get your affairs in order. Like, what I, I so I think about that. Um, is it Tim McGraw has that song "Live Like You Were Dying"? Oh, I hope everybody I gets sing. a chance to live like they're dying. Yeah. And the, the the whole song is about a friend of his who got yeah. a bad medical diagnosis, and the guy who did all this stuff. And he's like, everybody should live like this, like not just because you're dying, but what? Like what? I I, I what do you? Where is where does your brain go? Where did like where does your head go? Where? Holy cow. I can't even talk because I'm just like, <laughs> like I I wouldn't even know what to do. You're just like, shit, now what? You know, it's so weird. I wasn't like that. I don't know. I mean, I'm a pretty, okay, I am one of the most optimistic people I know. And I've always been pretty optimistic. But I got in the car and it was a 15-minute drive. I didn't call anybody. I was just alone in my thoughts. I didn't even call my husband to tell him what was going on. I was like, let me, I'm, I don't know what to say once I call him. So let me just go to the doctors. And as I'm driving, I'm like, holy crap. I have spent my entire 37 years up to this point checking off the boxes of what I thought people wanted me to do, doing that, what everybody thought I should do. The whole, oh, you have to have the kids, the this, the that, the other thing. I was a passenger in my life. I wasn't living. I was just kind of going through the motions. And I realized this is going to happen for a reason. And maybe it was to wake my ass up. Mm-hmm. And I realized whatever I have, it's happening for a reason. I have to allow it to unfold. But I am going to live from this point on, whether it's two days, two years, or two more centuries. I don't care, although that would be interesting, two centuries. But I was going to live it. 
with passion. And, and spoiler alert, 15 years later, you're still here. So I'm still here. And let's you know, not be concerned that the six months. No. I, so when I got to the doctor, he's like, wow, you're, you're really okay. And I said, what do we got? And he, and he said, he said, I don't know, but you need to see some heavy hitters. And that's when I went to the specialists and they said that, you know, it could be as little as six months. But, you know, it's interesting. My best friend came with me to almost every doctor's appointment. My husband was not great at this. This is not his forte on how to handle this. But my best friend did. And we were, oh, I just made it into something fun. Not like, oh, I was not like, my head wasn't in the sand. But I realized, and I think this goes to that point that you're saying with the song, you have a choice. You can either be doom and gloom about this. Or you can choose to have optimism, have faith, and go in it like, I'm going to figure this out and something incredible is going to come out of it. That is that is your choice. And like, you know, the, I can't change the outcome necessarily, but I have a choice on how I'm going to handle it. And, you know, it's really interesting. I have a family member who's going through a significant health issue right now, and we don't know what the outcome and if it's 11 months. And I'm having the conversation, you have that choice on how you're going to handle this. And they're like, no, no, I can't because this, I go, you don't know. You don't have a choice over, you do over if you're going to take chemo or what you're going to do, but how you're handling it, your mindset is the only thing you absolutely can control in this moment. Which is incredible advice. We have a girlfriend that many years ago told me that you are the chooser of the way you want to live your life, right? Absolutely. And so getting this diagnosis, now you've taken it and you're like, hold on a second, I'm going to turn this into a really, you know, successful, badass business, which yeah. brings us to the next topic, which I want to discuss. Indie Lee, this product line is fantastic. We've talked to a lot of makers and creators but you are like walking the walk and talking the talk. And I um, have seen your products at a uh, local store, Beauty Heroes, which we talk about all the time, which we know that you are a legit clean beauty because you've gone through some incredible, you know, um, just your products and what you're putting in them and how you're creating them and what you're standing for. It, it is remarkable. And you're incredibly successful. Like your business Thank you. in every major retailer, you go online and you're like, damn, this girl's got it figured out. <laughs> So let's now talk about, okay, we take this moment and now we're going to shift it into a full fledged product line. Where did that Absolutely. start? How did it go? And yeah, wow. I, um, my doctor, when I went to my neuroendocrinologist between the first two specialists and I'm like, how is this possible? Like nobody in my family has anything like this. And he said, we're seeing more and more of these things tied to the environment. And I'm like, environment, dude, I, I eat out of a greenhouse in my backyard that's clean. I'm in great shape. What are you talking about? He said, well, yes, that's environment, what you surround yourself with, what you breathe in. So let me ask you a question. What do you put on your skin? What did your mom put on her skin when she was pregnant? And all of a sudden, it was like, I was like, oh, my God, that's what it's about. Mm -hmm. This, like, I didn't listen to the signs of a baby line. This is so much bigger. I'm going to create a line in the doctor's office. I was like, I'm going to create a line that is safe, that is effective, that looks beautiful on a shelf. 2008, it didn't. And <laughs> I mean, let's face it. It was like, you know, mashed avocados in a jar. And I said, more importantly, I am going to go out there and I am going to educate and empower others to make healthier choices. Mm -hmm. By the way, I'm not 100% clean. I am an 80-20 gal. I, you know, especially back when I started, you didn't have the opportunity to buy such beautiful, clean products. So maybe I'm 90-10 now. But I wanted to educate people to make choices that are right for themselves. I'm never going to play judge or jury. I am not a God here. It's not my place to make judgment calls, 
I just want to give you information so you can make the choice that's right for you. The best way to do that is educate. And then I also wanted people to realize whether it's buying my products or not, you are going to be faced with challenges throughout your entire life. But you get to choose how you're going to feel of it, like we said, right? So I believe that sometimes life is going to throw you lemons. You have an opportunity to make lemoncello out of it. That yeah. does not mean I don't have bad days and that I don't go through bad, difficult times. I think the difference is I'm able to circulate through it a little faster because I have that perspective. Mm -hmm. So I found a doctor who was willing to do surgery and he said, we're going to do it on um, Earth Day. And he said, you had less than a 50% chance of waking up. I said, I'm dying. Let's go. And Earth Day, which I thought was another great sign from the doc, from the universe, that if you're going to start a line that's about, you know, stewardship of the earth and clean beauty, that's probably a good day. My forever gift to marketing. And um, <laughs> I walked into the surgical suite and said, today's a great day to live. Put on some kick-ass music. And I went to sleep for eight hours. And when I woke up, I was able to see out of both of my eyes completely. And the doctor said, we got everything. Welcome to the rest of your life. God, what a story. Wow. My entire body is shivering right now. It's, it has been surreal. And I've been so blessed to get the support from a community, um, from retailers. I don't take it lightly that retailers give my product space on a shelf. I know that's money. Mm -hmm. And I mean, my business background obviously always does kick in for me, but they put me on a shelf when I didn't even have any proof of who I was. And I think that's pretty incredible. And I know I'm lucky. I started when there probably weren't, I know there weren't as many brands as there are now, but I don't take going into any store and seeing my brand lightly. I actually still get emotional every time I see my products on a shelf, every time it still blows me away. I, I like, I'm still like, is this really happening? I love so, it. And I think your business mind too, because a lot of times you get creators of a line, but they're not super savvy with like numbers and business. So that part of you, your your old, you know, CPA self, mm -hmm. that's probably come in very handy in a absolutely. lot of things. Absolutely. And also very, I mean, I can't even imagine what it's like to, you know, create a line and like walk into a store and say, hey, can you carry this? I mean, we've talked to many different women. It's not an easy go, right? No, it's a not. lot of no's. A lot of no's. And that what, you know what, we've been really fortunate because I would say most of the major retailers came to us. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, I'll never forget. I was how having they, a How did they find you though? Like press, I think press is really a big piece of it. Back yeah. then, they weren't, I mean, there were no such thing as influencers. I mean, Instagram was just really starting. Um, our first big break was on in Bendel's, Henry Bendel's, um, on counter on, I think it was 2014 or 15. Um, and then, you know, once we were on counter there, then, and we changed our look and we, you know, I used to say we were eco chic, we were eco, eco looking, but we really did become pretty chic looking and people started to take notice and one retailer after another, I'll never forget. I was like, oh, something has to happen. Something big has to happen. I need a sign. And I saged my entire house. Yes. Right? I was like saging. You gotta see me. I mean, I was. I, my husband's like, "What the hell is going on?" And I'm like, "I need bad. I've got bad juju. I gotta get rid of it." And um, five minutes later, I sit down in anthropology wrote. Oh, it's just like those. I can, it's, it's just one thing after another. It's just the universe is like, okay, you're finally listening. Yeah. Now yeah. I'm gonna reward you. I do think there's. Uh, I'm a big believer in a lot of you know the the universe giving us signals. And I do think there's a lot to be said when we ignore them, 
they, they're not going away. They're just going to come hit you harder. Yes. Well, hence my tumor, which I affectionately called Herman. So, um, I mean, listen, Herman. it was a name that I wanted to live with, but it wasn't scary. Um, and you know what? I, I try to live very true to that. I'm very fortunate, though. In 2017, we were invested in. And that really allowed me to really become that face of the brand. And um, it was a tremendous turning point and be able to have sales team and things like that. So, I mean, all of the work, this wasn't done by just me. I mean, I have this gorgeous team who just gives it their all every day. And I sometimes look and think that's probably one of the greatest blessings that I have is the team. And I love that you're saying that because every woman that is successful is nine out of 10 times successful because of the people that are around her helping because guess what guys, uh, newsflash, we all can't do it, right? We think we can, but we need help. Of course. I mean, I always say, you know, if someone says, you know, if you had a superpower, what would it be? And I'm like, oh, I have one. I am not afraid to ask for help. (laughs) And I do think that's a superpower. I think people want to be heard and I think people want to be of service. And by asking them for help, you're giving them that gift and you're getting one at the same time. And working together towards the end goal. So I always love to talk about challenges and what were some of those huge hurdles? I mean, minus, you know, life and health, that's its own box, but like business, what were some of the bigger challenges earlier on that you felt and how did you overcome? I mean, it really has been that I can't do it all. And it was finding people to help and to join this, you know, mission that I was on, um, which is not always easy to do when you don't have, you know, a significant bank account where you're ready to hire people. So, um, I had a lot of people do some real solids and I will, you know, even one of my manufacturers who I'm still with today, my gosh, love him, could not have done it without him either. And, you know, so I think it's that I think it's also it's really hard when you don't have a lot of resources, you know, and when I say resources are limited and time and money, it's like, well, where do you spend your time? And I think that was really a struggle. And I definitely burnt out. 100%. And, you know, towards 2016, I'm like, all right, if something doesn't happen, like I can't continue to go at this pace. Um, so I think it, it's those were some of the challenges that we have. Um, and in terms of like, well, things that keep me up on it is still, it's, you know, you want to make sure you're putting out the right products. Um, you want to make sure that your team is happy, and that you're providing value to people. And, you know, for me, it's also, you know, what's going on at home too. I'm still a mom. I still have kids. I I have a husband and I still have health issues. I have autoimmune diseases and, you know, I never know when I'm going to have a significant flare up. And there are days where I wake up and I'm like, I have to say, I'm not getting out of bed. I can't. And And March March is autoimmune awareness month. Yes, it is. Like I, I hear that word a lot. I don't actually really understand what it means. And you obviously have, uh, you've been impacted by it a lot. You're very active in um, prevention. Can you explain like I'm a five-year-old, what is it? I would love to. And uh, thank you. I appreciate it. Um, Cause it is something I'm very passionate about is raising awareness for this. So it is autoimmune awareness month. So autoimmune is a collection of over a hundred plus diseases, right? So diabetes type one. MS, lupus, Crohn's, um, vitiligo, <laughs> rheumatoid arthritis. I mean, there it goes, psoriatic arthritis, over 100 diseases. And basically, 
your immune system attacks healthy cells, right? And usually it's resulting in from inflammation or inflammation is a byproduct of it. And so there's a group of diseases. And what's interesting is there are no cures for autoimmune diseases. There are only how do you manage the symptoms? And I, and what's even more fascinating is 50 million people, 50 million in the U.S. have autoimmune issues. And don't even know it, probably. Nope, nope. I was going to say, how many people do you think have autoimmune issues and don't know it? One in five. Damn. One in five, I think, is the, and 75% of those are women. And here's even scarier statistic. It can take up to four years and four doctors to get the beginning of a diagnosis. So what happens is a lot of women go in and they're like, oh, I have fatigue or I have this pain or whatever. And the doctor's like, you're stressed. Or sometimes you're, you're a hypochondriac or you're overdoing it. And it could be the beginnings of an autoimmune issue that over time left unchecked can get worse be debilitating. Mine is a degenerative disease. So looking, you know, I know I'm looking down at time in a wheelchair down the road, depending on how the degeneration goes and how I handle it. Um, my brain tumors, autoimmune related, right? It's insane. Uh, ovarian it also failure. goes to like how women, we don't listen to ourselves because we're so busy taking care of everything and everyone and all the things all the time. Um, but th- this is something that's affecting how many, 50 million people? Million. It is the it is the fastest growing disease category outpacing um, cancer and heart disease. And so my hope is that by having conversations like this with you and raising awareness on our social channels, on our on website, and when I get to speak, it's to raise awareness, right? So that number one, we can have more research put, put to it because it's a fraction of what's going into heart disease and cancer. For people to get diagnoses, diagnoses faster, and then have additional types of um, treatments. Again, like I said, there's no there's no cure, but treatments toward them, but so that it doesn't take four years. And the other thing is so that, and I, I'm not just meaning to say women, but this is inspired her, inspired her. Yes, um, yes. But for them to advocate for themselves. And a lot of women don't necessarily know how to do that. Mm-hmm. And really, if you think something is not right, and your gut's telling you something's not right, I guarantee you, you are correct. Your body is telling you this. And so my hope is that people will connect with me so that I can help them and point them in the right direction or go to the autoimmuneassociation.org and get more information and resources. And this isn't a, um, I would say, an alone or like a solo um, disease. This really takes a village because you're going to need caretakers too, and you're going to need support systems. And so, like I always say, like let me help you put together your board of directors of your health. Yes. And so but that's something that's like very- medicine is not necessarily really even in today's day not a preventative. I mean, they say it's preventative, but it takes three months to get a friggin' mammogram appointment, or you know, just to go get your blood drawn to to see exactly. if everything's cool. I mean, it's we're not really in a society that's promoting going and making sure our bodies are are doing what they're supposed to be doing. Not at all. Not at all. And that's part of the issue as well. And let's, I'm not even going to go into the health, you know, the insurance side where you can't like, I need to go see my rheumatologist. No, I need a referral. I need to go see my neurologist. I need to go see. And this it's, it's a game. And the person who's losing are the patients. 
And that's why I think becoming an advocate and a thriver and a warrior is something really important to model for others and how that can look like. It doesn't mean I'm pushy and I'm mean, but I'm, this is my life on the line. Mm-hmm. Well, I think we were all raised in in the, you know, with the mindset of, you know, if you're not feeling well, you go to the doctor and they'll tell you what's wrong. It, what, we were not raised with the mindset of go to the doctor and if you don't like their answer, go find another one. Exactly. Like that's not what we were taught growing no. up. I learned so that. You do sometimes that. feel like, am I a hypochondriac? And I, am I being pushy? Like, this has been my doctor for 10 years. Like, she knows what she's talking about. I think. And then we just go, I mean, she's probably right. And we shrug it off. Exactly. Exactly. And then there you are learning that, you know, you have ovarian failure at 37, all these things. And, you know, there's no one autoimmune doctor. So, you know, sometimes you have to go to, it's, it's very difficult. It's not an easy disease category to navigate, but I do think with awareness, it gets better. And so we can all continue to like, you know, live cleaner, live a little lighter. Right. And, you know, try to make the steps of, of, you know, understanding our bodies and listening to them and not waiting till we go into adrenal failure or we're laid out on our ass because we've just taken on way too many things. I mean, it's a constant narrative we hear. I mean, we're all guilty as charged. Oh, of course. Me too. And, you know, stress is one of those leading things that, you know, triggers either for me will trigger a different disease or would trigger, you know, a flare up. We just, we lump everything in there. It's like, Oh, my hair is falling out. I'm just stressed. I'm just getting old. I'm programmed to think that. Oh, my shoulder hurts. I'm stressed. I have have a psoriasis, which I don't know if it falls into that category, but it's one of those things where they just, Oh, you're just stressed. And I was like, no, there's something wrong with me. Like, you know, and, and it's so hard to really figure out all these different things. And, yep. you know, stress, I think definitely doesn't help anything, no. um, but it's, it's a nice like blanket to hide behind because we're all checking the box of stress. Of um, it's which just, is another reason why I love what I do, which is really advocating for self-care. And that does not mean just putting lotions and potions on your body. Self-care. The skin is our biggest organ. Yes, it is. So we we sure shit better be careful what we're putting on it. Oh, yeah. I mean, listen, that is part of it, but that's not like for me, that's not like, oh, just put on some creams and do a do you know we'll be right with the book. Yeah. Yeah. I mean Um, your your product line is amazing. What's what are kind of like your your top two babies that you just go, that one? Like, I love that one. Oh my gosh. Oh God. Okay. Well, one is the I recover mind and body gel. It is like the unsung hero. I love it. It is like a, it's a thermogenic gel. So it's like hot and cold. Um, and for someone like myself who has, you know, muscle fatigue, et cetera, like, it's just so beautiful. So if I'm working out and I get off my Pilates reformer, it's the first thing I reach for. Um, if I have a flare, it's the first thing I reach for. Um, if I'm you know, sitting at my desk all day, I'm putting it, rubbing it behind here. My daughter loves to use it. If she has cramps, I put it behind my neck or on my temples. It's just one of those incredible products. And after I put it on, I like literally just breathe it in because it has menthol and eucalyptus and lavender and bergamot. It's just beautiful. Oh, so that's one. That. Mm-hmm. And then, um, you know, it's so funny. I would have never thought that I was going to fall in love with it the way I have, but we just launched a cleansing bomb and I was never one of those people, but I love this product. I, I don't know if it's because it's like goes on almost, it goes on like a, like a 
like a bomb, right? Like almost like a Vaseline, like that kind of texture, right? And you just put it on. And then once you put water on it, it turns into like this beautiful milk and it just rinses off so clean. I, I love watching my makeup come off. But it's like, I don't know. That's my life. So I, I'm kind of like obsessing over it. My husband's like, are you washing your face again? I'm like, yeah, yeah, I am. Matter of fact, I am. I think, I think it's fantastic. So for our listeners, you can go to IndieLead.com and there is a uh, little bit of a discount code, inspireher 15 for 15% off. I encourage everyone to go online, check out the products. And if you're local here in Marin, you can go to Beauty Heroes and actually touch and feel the products yes. too, which is fun. Because sometimes buying online, you don't get to actually No, I know. Feel. I'm a sensory person. Plus, Same. don't say hello to Jeannie. Tell, tell them, tell Jeannie that Indy sent you. Exactly, exactly. And, you know, March being Autoimmune Awareness Month, we can also, what's the website again we can send people to? Autoimmune.org. Couldn't be any easier. Autoimmune Association. Sorry, autoimmuneassociation.org. Fantastic. We'll go ahead and put that in our show notes. Indy, it's been 30 minutes too fast. What? You have been such a pleasure. You're an inspiration on so many levels, taking such a terrible situation and creating such a beautiful thing out of it. We are honored and uh, so inspired to share this time with you. Everybody else, get out there this week and be inspired.